to the Dr. Pat Show. Talk radio to thrive by. Powerful, inspiring, and coming to you live, bringing you stories of people like you and me, busting through and living life full out. Get ready to dare to wonder what your life would be like if you knew you could not fail. Welcome, everyone. Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. This is Talk Radio to Thrive By. Thriving again in 2010 is certainly our theme for this year. A very exciting time to be alive, actually. Uh, and we're thrilled to have you tuning us in and turning us on each and every day as you do. You know, many of you... Um, you know, many of you who have been listening to the Dr. Pat show for, I don't know, years and years and years, you understand a little bit about why I did an entire dedication to Christina Aguilera back in 2003, uh, 2003, 2004. And uh, yes, of course, we were talking about her CD that she had at the time stripped. But we were also talking about the fact that she is um, a huge advocate against domestic violence and uh, was at the time and still is very active in terms of helping women stand in their power. The whole idea behind the CD strip, not the whole idea, but a large part of it was about empowerment for women. Many of the songs that we know from that CD, and I spent a lot of time back in 2003, 2004, talking about the lyrics. But a lot of us remember the song Beautiful, which actually is one of my all-time favorite songs. And more importantly, that song Beautiful and the video that accompanied it really touched the souls uh, and the hearts of so many people. Because it was very symbolic in the way it was presented. Today, my guest, Teresa Burrell, is joining us here on the Dr. Pat Show. And I want to tell you a little bit about Teresa and about her, her passion and her mission right now. You know, she's joining us on the show because there's something in life that is very very important to her. Teresa has dedicated her life to helping children and their families in both the courtroom and the classroom. As an attorney in San Diego, uh, she maintained a private law practice for 12 years, specializing in domestic, criminal, and civil cases. Her work in juvenile court focused on representing abused minors and juvenile delinquents. So she's coming here today as someone that not only has shifted her career, but she is a teacher. She's taught children of all ages. She has diverse backgrounds, you know, but she's also a writer. And, you know, writing books, and especially the book, you know, that we're going to talk about today, or one of the books we're going to talk about today, a recent novel, The, Advo uh, the Advocate, is, you know, something that is worth having a conversation about. So today we're going to talk about why, it, you know, it is in all of us to be passionate about our children. Why are child abuse debts uh, on the rise? And what can this expert child advocate tell us uh, about what needs to happen to save the lives of children? Teresa, thank you so much for joining the show today. Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. Thank you so much for having me here. I really appreciate it. You know, when we think about helplessness, and we think about helplessness in many ways, whether we're thinking about the people in Haiti right now uh, or we're thinking about the people that live every day, it doesn't, you know, you don't really get um, a clearer view of, of helplessness than when thinking about children that have no way to fight for themselves. And I wanted to ask you, your journey certainly has taken you in a very unusual di direction. You know, what is it about 
what you stand for today that is so important for us to hear about? Well, it's about our children. Uh, I mean, they, they are. You put that very well. They are, they are helpless. And they, uh, I like to refer to them as having silent voices because it's very hard to hear them. Uh, it's hard to hear them because the people that are closest have to be listening to, to the issues and to their problems. And it's very often the people that are closest to them that are abusing them. And uh, so it, it's, it's so important for us to, to listen and anyone else that's around that comes into contact with children needs to be aware and be paying attention so we can protect these children. You know, for for all of us listening, and I certainly referred to I've certainly referred to Christina Aguilera, and of course, a side of her 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 singing career that really focused on empowerment and women's empowerment and empowerment in general. But let's talk about the let's talk about some some statistics and some some numbers here. I guess my question to you, being so close to it, is, you know, what is the extent of child abuse and neglect in this country, focusing on America? I mean. It's not something that we, we kind of look at and we say child abuse is on the rise. But most sincerely, the question also is, who the heck is paying attention? Well, that's true. And, and it really is horrible. Even I, I mean, in this country, there's no reason for it. And, it, and it. Well, in any country, but we should be paying attention. Almost five children die every day as a result of child abuse. Mm. And and more than three out of four of them are under the age of four. Oh, now, my gosh. Yeah. I mean, those children can't communicate the issues that that uh, that they need to. Um, they do have, you know, silent voices. Um, a report of child abuse is made every 10 seconds. Uh, to kind of put that in other terms, if you, um, well, we spend... We spend about $104 billion a year dealing with the ancillary problems that are caused by neglect and abuse. And, I mean, it gives you some idea, but that's about what it costs to fly to the moon. Mm-hmm. Um, mm. the, 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 the numbers are astronomical of child abuse and neglect cases that exist in this country. And it's, it is difficult to quantify because there's so many unreported cases that we don't even, you know, cases we don't even know about. But when you hear the numbers... Uh, that have been reported, you know that's a conservative number because uh, yes. there's many that are not being reported. But if you take, for instance, we know that a report of child abuse is made every 10 seconds. So mm-hmm. if, imagine if you received $1 every time a child abuse is reported. You'd be a millionaire in less than four months. Wow. I mean, that's a lot of abuse. That's a lot of children being hurt and neglected and um, and dying. Uh, you know, many of them die. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, and for those that don't die, what are the impacts? I mean, what are the impacts of of child abuse, not only on the child, but what happens to them when they grow up? Well, they very often Mm -hmm. re-abuse. And, uh, you know, they need counseling. They need therapy. Uh, Sometimes they get it. uh, More often than not, they don't. And and if they're not abused, they often marry abusers or you know, mm. have relationships with abusers. And it's another thing, like you were talking about with the empowerment. The uh, women, if women were empowered more, they would, there would be less abuse. Because even if they're not doing the abuse, they're often picking uh, partners that do. 
So, you know, you've seen a lot of things, Teresa. I mean, for those of you just tuning in, uh, Teresa Burrell joining me here on the Dr. Pat Show. And, you know, the book that I'm referring to, or the book that one of the books that uh, Teresa has written is called The Advocate. Uh, one of the things I want to ask you about is, you know, sort of this idea uh, of degree. You know, some people have said, well, right now the degree of verbal abuse is run rampant and as well as physical abuse. So I wanted to to get a perspective from what you've seen. What have some of the things that you've seen that most people don't even see on television, so to speak? Well, I can tell you some of the worst cases I've had. Okay. You know, some, I, I, my very first case in juvenile court was an 18-month-old child with a sexually transmitted disease. I, I almost quit before I started. Uh, I mean, because I, I was so, you know, it just it made me sick. Wow. But then I, you know, then I realized it's what I needed to do. I needed to do this for the children. Um, I had a case where a two-year-old child was shot and killed when the father tried to take a shotgun away from the mother in a domestic violence dispute. Mm. And the, four, the four-year-old brother witnessed the killing. Um, very often, people don't realize the problems they create, both emotionally and physically, when, when there is just domestic violence in, in the home, because those children are so afraid. I mean, that fear is horrible, and they, that is very often not communicated to anyone and so they deal with that you know all their lives mm. um i've had children with cigarette burns on their arms and legs and face uh, i had a case where a stepmother held the child's hands over the gas burner for punishment um i had a, mm. a five-year-old child from the midwest who was killed because she couldn't say her abcs Wow. Uh, it's ridic- this is kind of ridiculous, uh, you know, that this is allowed to happen in this country, Teresa. I mean, I, I mean, I hear you and I believe that we're, you know, there are many, many more cases. What is going on here? Well, you know, it's, it, it, I think we need to, everybody needs to be aware and we need a cultural change. Okay, yeah. I'm, I mean, I mean, the real the real problem, I mean, we can blame child abuse on mm-hmm. experiences that people have had in the past mm-hmm. and, you know, they continue to abuse. Mm-hmm. But I think the real cause of child abuse is, of all child abuse, is the unwillingness or the inability of parents to put the needs of the children before their own. Mm-hmm. And this inability can be the result of alcohol abuse or substance abuse or mental illness or just plain selfishness. Uh, so you're not, you're not going to get rid of that inability if you don't get rid of the alcohol abuse and the substance abuse mm. uh, but I think what we need to do is change our attitudes okay. we need to, America needs to be aware I mean we've done it with other things we've done it with things like wearing seat belts right and, and drunk driving Yes, and drunk driving, driving is a perfect example. example. Yeah. Let's take yes. a short break, Teresa, because we've got lots more to talk with you about when we come back. When we come back, we're going to be talking about the, uh, we're going to talk a little bit about the, uh, the novel, The Advocate, what it means, but also we're going to be talking about, you know, what, what kinds of signs, what can you look for? And then what do you do if you're experienced or see it in perhaps a child that isn't yours? Stay tuned. We'll be right back with the Dr. Pat Show and this amazing advocate joining us here today, Teresa. We'll be right back.
many times have you said, I need to quit smoking? And how many times have you tried to quit smoking only to fail? How many times a day are you smoking and wishing you weren't? This is Cheryl Manchester from Positive Changes Hypnosis, where we help you to become smoke-free for life. Take on the habits of a non-smoker, not an ex-smoker. Our clients tell us they simply lose the desire for the cigarette. Become stress-free and relaxed. Lose or maintain weight at the same time and effortlessly take back control. Andy Castle quit his 15-year smoking habit and has been smoke-free for over a year. Jane Penrod quit smoking after smoking three packs a day for 50 years. Yes, it works. Make a lasting change in your life. Call Positive Changes in Bellevue at 888-311-7157 to schedule a free consultation. That number again is 888-311-7157. Neshama Living, where your optimal health begins with awareness, grows with knowledge, flourishes with proactive solutions, and is practiced as a way of life. Neshama Living is dedicated to wholeness of body, mind, and spirit. The Neshama Living Hour is coming to the Dr. Pat Show. Get ready to regain your natural balance, take control of your health and vitality, and build your foundation for wellness with Neshama Living on the Dr. Pat Show. Are you in constant pain and tired of taking pain pills? At Holistic Medical Center, our physicians listen, examine, and find the root cause of your pain. Comprehensive, non-invasive, scientific, and energy-based natural therapies do exist to treat your pain and its root cause. Contact Holistic Medical Center to transform your life. Call 425-451-0404 or on the web at drdarvish.com. That's D-R-D-A-R-V-I-S-H.com. How would you like increased health and vitality? Would you like relief from acute or chronic health issues? How would you like to avoid the onset of disease as well as slow the aging process? Would you like relief from allergy, weight, and digestive issues? This is all possible through a simple, safe, and natural technique. Whether you seek relief from health issues or desire to live at your optimum health and vitality, Contact Reflex Analysis is a profound method which detects imbalances at a subclinical level, restoring health issues before they arise while increasing vitality and longevity. Discover CRA. Hi, I'm Mary Jane Mack. Every day we're moving toward wellness or away from wellness. I'd like to be your partner in achieving your optimal health and well-being. Contact me now at MaryJaneMack.com or call 425-392-0659. Visit MaryJaneMack.com. everyone yep welcome back to the dr pat show this is talk radio to thrive by and for those of you that understand or have been part of any kind of domestic uh violence or abuse or understand abuse that has happened in your own relationship whether it be sex sexual abuse as a child the bottom line is when christina aguilera says some days it's hard to breathe uh, we all can quickly remember what those days are life like, you know, when the best you could do is hold your breath because you don't know what's going to come next. But we have someone here 
who is an advocate, Teresa Burrell, joining us here today, who's written the book, The Advocate. We're going to talk about this, but we're also going to talk about the action that one can take and who really are the people that can take action, who generally are the abusers, statistically speaking, and then what is the role of, you know, those people that are empowered to take action. Teresa, thank you so much for joining the show today. Before we kind of go on, I would love for you to give our listeners um, uh, a website to go to. Oh, my website is www.teresaburrell.com, mm. and that's no H, T-E-R-E-S-A-B-U-R-R-E-L-L.com. So let's talk about what happens in abusive situations. Uh, are there any parties that are part of sort of the, I don't know whether it's a triangle or not, but are there any parties that really are empowered to stop it? Well, it depends on what kind of abuse you're you're speaking about but there are men and women both abuse children and very often there's babies born on drugs that's obviously the mother mm. um, abuse physical abuse can be both men and women mm-hmm. sexual abuse is generally men there's been i i think in the whole time the thousands of cases i had in juvenile court uh, i had one woman that was a sexual abuser and she had mental illness mm-hmm. so uh, but we do have I think therapy works in a lot of situations parenting classes work for women who and men who need just to know how to parent anger management classes are good uh, but as far as the sexual abuse um, I'm not convinced that therapy uh, does a lot of good for mm-hmm. pedophiles but we can teach our women, we can empower our women to make better choices, to be more careful in choosing, choosing their men and watching when they're around and putting their children first. That's the bottom line, to put their children first. And if we did that, if, if everyone did that, child abuse would probably not be at zero, but it sure would be close. What can we look for? What do we? What should we be on the lookout for? Is kind of my question because, you know, clearly, if we're talking about child abuse in a family, the family members are not necessarily going to speak up. But you know, as neighbors, as relatives, is this something we should be on the lookout for? Certainly, there are a lot of physical signs, uh-huh. um, bruises in unusual places, behind the ears, middle of the back. Uh, many injuries, in, especially in small children, are to the face and the head. Um, Obvious signs such as jaw fractures or facial bruises, loose teeth, a lot of gagging to them, you know, putting gags on children. I've seen that a lot. Uh, abrasions on the corners of the mouth. Um, then there's there's um, other indicators like behavioral indicators such as uh, in a, um, knowledge of sexual activity that's inappropriate to the child's age or change in personal hygiene habits excessive or lack of cleanliness, weight change, change in appetite, um, sadness or secretiveness. Um, children very often overdress even when it's hot, wearing mm. layers of clothes regardless oh. of the weather. Got it. Covering cuts or bruises or, mm-hmm. or covering their emotional needs. Now, one of these indicators alone doesn't necessarily mean a child is being abused. But okay. if you see one that's very obvious or several signs together, then it should arouse suspicion. 
So I wanted to ask you now, you are, and as you've said, you have represented thousands of cases in the legal system uh, practicing um, in San Diego. Uh, but you're also the author of the book, uh, The Advocate. And I wanted to take a minute to introduce our listeners to the book and to talk about the essence of it. I mean, this is a novel. So uh, what, first of all, what prompted you to write this book? And, uh, you know, what does the novel, you know, writing a book in, in this format, what does this enable the message to, to show up as? Yeah, well, I've, I've always wanted to write. Okay. And so I sat down and said, you know, to try and write to see if I could do it. I wanted to get people, give people an, an idea of what's going on out there for children and, you know, that they are being abused. But do it in, in a way where people could be entertained at the same time. Because mm-hmm. they're more apt to read a mystery or a legal suspense novel than they are a, a nonfiction book that, about child abuse. People right. just don't want to hear it. Right. Yeah. So, and, and this was inspired by an actual case I was involved in, although it is definitely a fictional account of it. But it is a way for people to, to see what's really going on because there's a lot of stuff, juvenile court stuff that goes on that they can see, get a taste of. So, you know, uh, so it, so there's a character in the book, and I want to ask you about uh, the book itself and how the main character in the book either reflects some part of who you are or you in general. Well, her name is Sabra <laughs> Oren Brown. Yes. And her initials are SOB. Um, <laughs> And I, I am not an SOB, so, and that way we're different. Okay. But Sabra is, um, she, the behaviors and the things, the experiences, I guess, the court experiences, are very similar to experiences I had. Um, there's a case in there about a clown. It was a pedophile. That's real. I mean, there's there's a lot of things in there that are, and things that happen in juvenile court are very much the things that have happened to me. Um Sabra, however, is not me. Sabra is younger, she's prettier, she's smarter, she's thinner, she's richer. You know, when you when you write, you can be whatever you want. I <laughs> so, love that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, you know, part of this, though, is, you know, she's she finds herself immersed in uh, situations where questions are unanswered. Really, the mystery. Uh, and on, at, one, at one point in time, I guess, you know, for somebody that is or appears to be in such a place of control, or at least that's the sense I get, to find oneself in the place of unanswered questions has got to be frustrated, frustrating. And I would imagine that that frustration is something you've experienced as well. Absolutely. I mean, continuously. It's it, you're dealing with things you don't know you know there's so many facts presented and you don't know what's true and what's not true um you have to sort it all out there's every case is a mystery well not every case because sometimes they're very blatant right but a lot of cases are are mysteries and in the book saber is searching for her brother who's been gone for five years and she's trying to find him and at the same time she's representing this nine-year-old child who she's trying to protect and uh, the two situations collide, so she ends up uh, well, in a mess. And, yes, and finally solves the solves the mystery. 
But, you know, part of this is really also in the work that you do is, you know, it is really figuring out what the truth is. Because I probably one of the worst things that could happen is somebody be wrongfully accused. Absolutely. And that that is a big concern. But the biggest concern is protecting the child. Mm, exactly. When a child comes into that situation... It's already taken out of the hands of the parents. When they Mm -hmm. come to court, by the time I would see them, they've already been removed. And uh, my job then is to protect the child. And sometimes protecting the child means getting them back in their home. Mm. I mean, because, uh, I mean, foster care is is a wonderful institution. And I've met a lot of great foster families, foster parents. But if a child need to be with their parents and they haven't done anything, then it would be a shame uh, for the child and everyone concerned to have them in the wrong the wrong place. Oh, my gosh. Teresa, wow. Thank you so much for being an advocate and, and really a spokesperson. And kind of in closing, I wanted to ask you, what is your personal message for our listeners today? And what is it we can do to reduce the number of child abuse debts uh, to zero, well, so to speak? Exactly. Well, one thing we need to do is be aware, and we need to pass the word around. We need to get to a point where we do have a cultural change like we've done with littering and recycling and drinking and driving and that kind of stuff, and we need to strengthen our laws. And in addition to strengthening our laws, we need to enforce the ones that are in place. There are ways to do this that that haven't been done, and even though some of the laws are in place, but we need to make it a top priority. Children have to come first. Exactly. Teresa, thank you so much for joining us here today. Uh, And, boy, we look forward to helping you continue in in the direction you're going and really get this down to zero because anything other than that is intolerable, really. Thank you, Dr. Pat. Well, we'll take a short break. We'll be right back with the Dr. Pat Show, everyone. Please make sure you check out uh, the book, The Advocate, and also Teresa Burrell, Teresa without an H, B-U-R-R-E-L-L.com, the website. And, again, get educated, get informed, and let's take action. We'll be right back. Uh 